your go-to place for all the latest news from the Carolina Clash, Ultimate Late Models, SCDRA, and the Carolina Sprint Tour. This is Doing What John Dirt. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Doing What John Dirt. I'm your host, Evan McCrory, and today we are just came back from the Rebel Yell at Scriven with the SCDRA and the Southern National Series. And today's guest was the winner of the 5,000 to win 40 lap SCDRA main event, Mr. John Wyndham. He's come from Lake City, Florida, and he has had a rough start to his season so far with a little bit of controversy, just a little bit of bad luck, and uh, just happy to see him finally pull through and get the victory over Andrew Smith and Reed Christensen, last week's guest. Uh, come on the show. Maybe you'll uh, run well the next week. We don't know. But uh, and you know, we're going to be able to talk to him today, uh, learn a little bit more about how he got into racing, about the engine business, uh racing so far this season and uh how he feels about rule changes and just the rest of the SCDRA season so far and rest of the year uh with races at Dega, Rome, Lakeview and at Scriven again for the Georgia Outlaw State Championship. And after that we're going to talk about the Peach Festival race at Cherokee. Upcoming races with all my featured series including the Carolina Sprint Tour and the USCS that is going to be at Cherokee for the Open Wheel Madness. Uh, let's get into the whole episode. Today's guest is the driver of the number 65 in the SCDRA. He won this past weekend's Rebel Yell at Scriven, taking home $5,000. John Wyndham, how you doing? Doing good, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, so uh, you had an awesome weekend at Scriven, finally able to get a, a good win under your belt after a little bit of a rough start with the year. Uh, how does it feel to just be able to break through, get a get a win under your belt, and uh, be able to put a little bit of the year uh, you've had so far behind? Uh, it's good, man. I mean, um, we've had some rough luck at Scriven for over a year now. We've either broke or got wrecked leading every race there for over a year and uh finally had a little luck on our side and was able to finish one of them and won it uh you were you were really rolling on the outside line compared to andrew mosat race he was uh really bottom feeding catfish in the lower line uh most of the race and then when it came to that uh, late race restart with him behind you. It kind of seemed like he was just kind of following, trying to build up the momentum that you kind of kept the same amount of momentum with there on the outside. Uh, were you kind of waiting for him to throw a big slide job on there on on you and like maybe have something bad happen? Just kind of kept thinking your bad luck in the back of your mind, or are you just gonna stay committed to that high line the whole time? Um, you know, I mean, I, I was kind of waiting on him to try to throw a slider down in front of me. I've seen him do it multiple times. Um, you know, but uh, it never happened. But um, it all it all went pretty smooth. You know, we had a good, clean race. Um, you know, couldn't really ask for a better race between us. Yeah, I, I really think so. I think it was a solid, solid overall race, and I, uh, I'm really happy that SCDRA has been able to build up some clean races for themselves after a rough start overall, and not not all involving things with you or family anybody like that it just i feel like overall there's just there was a lack of respect and that's why they implemented uh the few rules that they did with the mirrors and the uh no fault rule uh well what's your thoughts of those and do you think that's improved the racing a little bit in the last uh, month or so i think it has i mean 
you could look at it like this. The first three races of the year, I got wrecked. Mm-hmm. And the last two races, you know, we have had the no fault rule and I won one and finished second in one. And I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just a coincidence or maybe people, you know, now that they know that there's a consequence, if they wreck somebody, they're not going to do it. <clears throat> I agree with you there. And just, when, when you're not held responsible for your actions in an incident like that, it just kind of lets you be a little careless for uh, to be able to throw in and uh, on a move that you don't think will work, just to, just to maybe hopefully clean somebody out or just not even thinking and just do something like that. Um, uh, out of the upcoming races coming up so far on the schedule, uh, we got Rome, which uh, I don't think the you guys have been there before because they've been closed down a little bit. And then uh, Talladega, you guys have been there plenty probably. And then you're probably going up to Florence for the King of the Compacts, uh, King of the Compacts, if I'm wondering, uh, if I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, we'll go up there. Uh, how do you like Florence? Um, you know, I like it. Uh... I like it when it's up on the high side. You know, the last time we went up there was on the bottom. I mean, sometimes tracks are like that, but not my favorite. But, you know, it is what it is. That's whatever we get to race on is what we race on. I prefer it to be, you know, like a a high side track. But um, I guess we just won't know until we get there. Does the size of the track really make a difference to you? Uh, How how well you like it? not saying that because you guys are going to Rome, which is a big fifth eighth mile coming up in a few weeks. Um, I like uh, I like a big track, but um, either way, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Some of these tracks that are real small are just as fast. I mean, you know, here at our hometown, we've got a half mile track that's slower than most three eighths. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just because it's tight corners and slick and stuff but um it really doesn't matter honestly um a lot of these three eight tracks are faster than uh some of the half miles we got around here i i reckon the purpose or like uh why why it's like that is because a bunch of those tracks like a like a three eights a smaller one like screvin because you're able to build and keep that momentum up so it just feels a lot faster is that right yeah yeah and honestly gearing i mean some of these mm-hmm. um some of these smaller tracks uh you know will run a longer gear than we do at some of the bigger tracks okay that makes sense too um and also uh, after that uh well uh how since since you've had a little bit of like an up down uh relationship with scribing how how overall before the last year and a half was your success there before um i've won three races there one um two five thousands and then one fifteen hundred and um other than that i've i've led a bunch of big ones and uh either broke or got wrecked um you know is there's been a bunch of times i haven't been uh doing real well there either but recently it's been a big letdown usually I mean, you know, whenever you're leading, you know, and stuff breaks, you know, it is what it is, you know, that happens. Mm. But whenever you got an idiot that wrecks you, you know, it's (laughs) 
kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. And uh, most most people listening to us understand who you're talking about. And he's he's been on the show and stuff, uh, Brandon. But um, is there still is there still hard feelings and uh, with that? Is there still like in the back of your mind when you race around certain people that stuff's happened with over the past like year or so? Uh, I mean, really, you know, I mean, I get along with everybody, but I mean, as soon as I pull off the track after winning the 5,000, you know, him and his mama's up there running their mouth trying to get me disqualified because of a window net. <laughs> like, okay, uh, I guess they just, I don't know what it is, man. They're obsessed with me or something. It does that, does that seem like, I don't know. I haven't been able to make it to as many events as I want to this year. I, I'm pretty much missed from Screvin to Screvin, but I've been keeping up with it pretty closely as best I could without actually being there and talk to plenty of people. It kind of seems like there's been a little bit of a Kentucky versus like Florida thing. Is that kind of what it feels like to you? Or if it isn't, what does it feel like? No, I mean, um, to be honest with you, you know, I had uh, – some of these same guys reaching out wanting engines built, you know, within the last week. Um, maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, some of them, you know, want to squash it. Some of them haven't said anything, but, um, you know, like I said, there's a couple of them that are definitely wanting to uh, get with me on some engines. So mm-hmm. I guess they want to, put it behind them. Some of them want to squash it. Some of them still, you know, just, I don't know what their deal is. Yeah. I, I understand your point of view from it and uh, hearing you talk about it, maybe understand a little bit more because I've had, I guess a little bit more uh, communication with that side a little bit, not really just, just when I've been at the track. So barely any, um, and from the outside, I, I just I just like to see good, respectful racing. I don't think everybody needs to be buddy buddy with everybody. I, I feel like some little bit of rivalry, some little bit of drama here and there is good for it. But how the first few months went from pretty much scriving to well, what would we say Sonoya would be. I would yeah, Winchester Sonoya because Winchester that was that was one of the big ones. Um, mm-hmm. when it was you, it was you, Andrew and Brandon competing for the win and, uh, or no Walker, Walker, not you. Right. Yeah. You know, Walker, right. Walker, Brandon and, uh, Andrew run for the win. And, uh, if I'm remembering right, uh, Dalton kind of punted Walker in one and two on the final lap. And then Walker ended up coming by and, uh, getting, getting the victory. That was an awesome race. It was great. And then there was yep. a little thing with you door bang with him down the side after that, and you end up getting disqualified. What was your point of view on that in that situation? Um, you know, I got screwed at Scriven. I got, you know, Dumped at Tri County, it was an accident when I got taken out. But regardless, I drove eight hours, got my car put in the wall, and had to load it up and take it home. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's an accident or not, you know, I was. Still not real happy about it. And then I get wrecked again at Sonoya. Um, or it may have, uh, Winchester was before that. Yeah. Either way, you know, I was just sick of the crap, you know. And then some people were disrespecting my brother 
while he was at I-75 last year while I was racing in Ohio, you know, and I don't appreciate people doing that, you know, trying to do something like that whenever I'm not around. So to be honest with you, I was about sick of everybody's crap, you know, and nobody was doing anything about it. So, you know, I said, the hell with it. I was going to start uh, taking care of some stuff. But um, may have not been the right thing, but, you know, I was sick of the shit. I completely understand. You get pushed that limit sometimes, and you just gotta do some shit about it. You gotta, you gotta do that, and despite what might happen afterwards, I I get heated like that. I get upset in those situations. I can't I can't tell you what I or anybody would do behind the wheel in certain situations like that when just stuff is stacked up for months and months. I I, I really understand it. Um, and uh, speaking about Walker, how would you how how are your guys' relationship? You guys seem really close. You, you seem like a good big brother to him. Be able to help him out uh, tremendously, and uh, uh, I think he's really really coming into his own behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah, we're real close. Um, you know, my buddy Zach, he's the one that provides him with a ride. You know, I used to help out Walker with racing for a long time, and then. Um, you know, me, him, and Zach raced together, and then Zach ended up just telling him to drive his car. So he's mm-hmm. been uh, he's been providing the ride and everything um, for Walker. Uh, I still do his engines and trainings and everything like that. Yeah. But as far as the car itself, you know, Zach handles all that stuff. Um, so it works out pretty good. Uh, looking, I'm uh, looking at the points here before the whole. Uh... Before describing, I'm trying to find you on here. Uh, down in uh, 20th, because nothing with uh, Sonoya and low points through the whole year. But after a good points battle, based off how a couple of those guys had some rough runs at Scriven, I'm, feel, I'm feeling like you'll probably be up to maybe 12th, 13th uh, through that, hopefully, which uh, I know you probably at this point, you're not really too focused on the points uh near this part of the year when you run pretty much all the races, uh, I believe so. Um, but it, do, does points really with the series matter to you at this point in the year with how it's gone so far? No, I mean, I wanted to win points once and I did that in, uh, I think 2021, you know, other than that, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Um, it's just, I guess something to do, you know, um, yeah after doing it once is really not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like I've noticed that when most of the guys in the series have won a championship or so, like uh, Andrew told me, Newman told me, uh, I don't even think Andrew's ever won a championship. He's just always been a, I'm a show up and run type of guy. And I don't care anything about it. Um, but I think he's, I think he's won, won it a couple of times. Oh, yeah, I, I was just thinking he got winner free as in their championships. Uh, for some reason. Oh, oh yeah. I, I thought you were talking about uh, points championship. I, I was. Uh, I was, but I was just getting it mixed up or something. I know he has – I wasn't sure if he had four of each or something like that. I kind of want to look at the history just so I refresh myself real quick. Uh, yeah, he has two. He had 2017 and 2020, then you 2021, then Newman. And then Joey Kelly, okay. And then Jonathan Surratt. I see, I see so much stuff about Jonathan Surratt because uh, uh, I see him in Crown Vicks a lot these days, actually, in the Carolinas. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got a lot to a lot of good stuff going forward uh, this year. Uh, put all that bad stuff in the past, and just I hope everybody just. 
puts on some good racing. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of the bull crap. <laughs> As Callie says, uh, all those drivers meetings. Uh, I, I don't have to be out here. <laughs> we don't have to be putting this thing together. If y'all want to race straight and put on a good show, especially when you're on flow for certain events like uh, Scriven, it makes me want to do it more and take you take you guys to bigger places. Which uh, that, that's just a part of it. And I, I really like everything and momentum SEDRA has. They they put on some of the best racing that I I go around and see. I've been to a bunch of different types of racing. I've been to uh, late models, front wheel drive sprint cars other stock cars, midgets, all types of stuff. And SCDRA still puts on some of the best racing. Uh, do you agree with that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it was starting to, starting to be a mess there for a while, you know, but it seems like since Kelly made up the no fault rule, I mean, it seems like magically everyone started driving a little different. And I mean, I don't know unless it's just a coincidence. I agree. I, I, yeah, obviously, I believe that that has a part in it. I really think it does. Um, but we'll, mo we'll move on past that stuff. We've been talking about that plenty enough. Um, how how did you and your brother really get your start in racing? And uh, what cars you guys start in? What tracks? And just how did everything start for you guys with racing? I started running go-karts like in 2000 or something, maybe. Um, road course. uh circuit and then you know we did fka wka and all mm -hmm. that stuff and then um did dirt oval um then as far as cars you know we started running a bomber class you know like old my first car was like a 88 crown vic mm -hmm. in a v8 class and then started running front wheel drive first front wheel drive ran was like a um 95 Buick Skylark. Oh. <laughs> so that's what we were, you know, running. That was like probably 08 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And with Walker, first car I put him in was a Ford Taurus. Then we got him a, um, a little Sunfire mm -hmm. and an automatic base model RSX and just kept working him up from there. That's pretty sweet. What, uh, tr like when you first getting into the big cars, like the, the bombers and front wheel drives and stuff, what tracks was that usually? Was that like Alltech or other tracks around there? Yeah, it was, it was Alltech, but back then it was an asphalt track. You okay. know, it was, um, you know, it was called Columbia Motorsports Park, but that's where, that's where we used to run. It was just a half mile asphalt track. Okay. And the one time, the one time I've actually been behind the wheel was actually at a bomber division at Southern National in North Carolina last November. And with the the low amount of safety you have to put in those things, and how banked and fast paced even in one of those cars you'd get, like I, I'm not going in there until I got Kyle checking my safety with front wheel drive Friday. If I'm going, <laughs> my buddy, my buddy bought, uh, uh, I believe it was a Focus or something. It might have been a Focus. I'm not too sure what what it was. And he was like. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna run SEDRA and you're run, you're gonna run SEHA when they're not uh, conflicting. And I'm like, okay, if I am, I'm gonna have safety done by him. I'm gonna have the safety check by him. Going to Jason Waters, we're doing all this stuff <laughs> before I even get behind the get behind the seat of it. I'm, I'm making a high standard <laughs> for me getting back in the car. <laughs> yeah, like whenever I first started out there at Ellisville, you know, we were running a half mile track with stock seats and like a rollover bar. 
I, I wasn't running that. I was just running, I was just running a lap belt with fire suit and uh, still the windshield in it and no, no roller bar, nothing. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I'm not doing this shit again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, got, I went too low on the apron and won the uh, turn one probably halfway through the race. John, I had to save that thing. I had to save that thing. I was I had the wheel halfway cocked uh, to the right, like uh, 90 degrees, and save, save that thing. I'm like, that would have hurt if I smacked that inside wall or gone up all the way across the banking somehow. But yeah, if I get back in the car, it's going to be full. It's going to be good enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. sure. Um, things have changed a lot as far as safety. They definitely have. And you, you guys seem uh, pretty safe in your guys' car. It seems like you guys have done a pretty good job. Huge example for that was early in the year when Kyle had his big wreck at Lakeview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, pretty much everybody's running, you know, full containments and Pons device. Uh, they just changed it to where we're running a full-size wind net and how I know everybody was complaining about that this weekend. Um why would you know, like, complain about it? I don't know. I mean, after I won, you know, there was people crying and whining about me having a sprint car style window net versus oh, like having the a full size window net. Yeah, which Kelly did tell us we had to have a full size window net. And, you know, I told him, you know, I was like, look, you know, I'm running a LaJoy seat. My arms are not coming out regardless, you know, if I flip the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, yeah, well, you know, he's, I told him the way our cages are, you know, it's kind of a pain fitting a full-size winning it in there. And he was telling us that he's working on a deal or something about getting some different style winning nets for our cars. And I never heard anything back from him. Um, so I left it in there. And if they didn't, if he didn't throw you out for it and stuff, that, that means he knows it's on him and the people that are complaining about that, they need to... They need to go to Kelly and have him tell them that because you know they wouldn't listen to you if they're the ones yelling at you about it. Oh, they weren't yelling at me. No, not yelling, well, complaining in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Tech Man told me uh, there's actually a few of us have the same style window net. And he said, Yeah, I'm not going to make y'all sit there and try to rig something up in here, you know, leave it and just change it for next race. Um, and then after the race, he was like, yeah, there's many people that are crying about it. You're going to have to change it. So I was like, yeah. okay, no big deal. No big deal. I'll change the winning net keep all the crab babies happy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems like a big thing you got to do in racing in general. You got to just keep the crybabies happy and just and – like you just want to mind your own business sometimes. Just keep your head down and do it, and then you still got people on the outside just kind of always saying something. <laughs> yeah, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Somebody's yeah. going to – be complaining about something yeah you'll have uh, you'll have the most legal car of all time and then they'll be like well why aren't you cheating <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like, well you're not trying hard enough <laughs> like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it, if it like you said if it's not one thing it's another uh, uh before we wrap up i got just a couple questions i usually just ask anybody do you have like any dream like racetrack you would like to get to one day that you have it i know you've been to a bunch uh with front wheel drives but is there just any tracks on your bucket list you haven't made it to yet um <clears throat> i don't think so i mean i wouldn't mind uh wouldn't mind going out there and running the california dream um which uh 
talking to the track owner out there and he was going to try to get me out there, but it actually is the same weekend as Rome. So, uh-huh. um, we might go out there next year. I don't, I don't know yet. He's, uh, want to try to set something up. What's to get the, me out there. What is the California dream? It's uh, I think it's like Madera Speedway. It's an asphalt track, um, for like mini stocks and front wheel drives. Just, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a whole lot of rules or anything. It doesn't pay a whole lot, but I think it'd be cool to go do. I think it'd be a really cool experience. <laughs> I think it would, especially I'm like front wheel drives, California. Like <laughs> that, that had me kind of confused for a half second. Uh, but that, that sounds really awesome. That'd be an opportunity. I would definitely, uh, take down the road. A uh, couple answers. Uh, a couple other guys have given me have been like Fairberry in the front wheel drives. I feel like it'd be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd kind of be like scrubbing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind running some dirt tracks out there in California because there's like, a couple guys um, I've built engines for in California, and you know, just talking with them while they're at the track and stuff, you know, I guess they're like up in the mountains or either way down in the valley, and sometimes they're races will you know get called or canceled because the fog gets so bad you know mm-hmm. um but i think it'd be pretty cool i've heard they've also had to do that because just how bad the droughts are and stuff and they're not able to uh prepare the track their way they're not able they're they would like to as well mm-hmm. uh, um i would like to uh, one one event i'd like to go out for in california would be the the more of outlaw sprint cars gold cup at not Placerville, um, Silver Dollar Speedway. I think Silver Dollar Speedway is a cool track. I would like to get out there some one September for that. It seems like a big party weekend, just California type vibe. Which I don't know. No offense to people who listen to this from California, doubt there anybody is, but I, I don't. California doesn't seem like a place I would want to go for more than a few days to a week. <laughs> I feel like it'd be one. Uh, Go see a few things there over a few days, enjoy it, and then before I really get tired of it, just head home. Yeah, I like it out there. Uh, There's plenty of stuff to do in California. Yeah, I feel like I was there and always uh, had something to do and just didn't have to kind of get caught up in uh, some of the things there. I would just... I would just always, <laughs> I would just keep myself like on a tourist route <laughs> and then right. go there. I, I don't know. I, I don't like to stay in one, like if I'm on a vacation, I don't like to stay in one place for multiple, uh, multiple days. I just like to kind of come and go, I feel like. Right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you have any sponsors? Anybody you want to think before we get out of here? Yeah. Um, you know, I got hide and seek towing with Kenny Privet owns that and he, you know, pretty much funds everything for our race team. And, um, we got Brian Crower. They sponsor us. Um, a lot of parts, you know, good quality stuff. Rocket Motorsports, he sponsors us. Um, he offers a bunch of good quality parts also. Uh, Nippon Racing, uh, you know, he's been one of our sponsors for a long time. He, uh, he's got great stuff, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, has stuff imported from Japan, um, ACL race bearings, uh, got Honda of Lake City, Ked's Rod and Customs, um, 
John Wyndham Racing Engines. Of course. Can't do it without him. Yeah, you got to thank John Wyndham. He really does a lot for you, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Hey, it, uh, it, sometimes he helps you so much it feels like he's driving the car, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, my wife and kids and then, you know, my family and friends, they all put up with uh, a lot of hours going into this stuff, and they all support me. So, got to thank them, too. Awesome. Well, I uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It was an awesome conversation, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in Victory Lane a couple more times before the year is over. All right. I appreciate it. Awesome. I'll see you in a few weeks at Rome. All right, man. See you. All right. See ya. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with John. It was awesome to learn about his weekend at Scruvin and what he's th- uh, thinking is going to happen the rest of this year and with the rule changes, all that type of stuff. But yeah, let's get into what we had going on at the Rebel Yell. Let's go over those results and let's see what is happening up next for the FCDRA. So obviously next up is going to be the Rebel Yell on August 19th with the, with the Ultimate Super Late Models. But uh, before that, we did have the Rebel Yell at Scriven. I love Scriven. It's uh, one of my favorite tracks, being honest, not just because it has the best concession stay in the world. And yes, I'm talking to you, the Dirt Court Jesters. Still the best. I did not get a photo of the Reds Diner concession stand prices and that stuff, but uh, all the basic stuff, pizza, burgers, popcorn, chicken tenders, all that stuff. But it, it's going to be one of the best burgers and barbecue sandwiches and stuff you've ever had. And then they have the buffet with the stew meat. And you get two to three sides. I got the stew meat, which was just incredible. Some of the most tender meat you can have. Pause. <laughs> With some mac and cheese and some green beans. It was fire. And, yeah. Uh, I, I really just love That's I think that's my type of track with the different types of banking. Each corner uh, kind of tight quarters, especially for the late models. And put on a great show for both races. Uh, being honest, I didn't pay too too much ad- uh, attention to the 602s, the cop stocks, and the street stocks. A little bit with the cop stocks, but just because I like Crown Vicks. And we are going to go through qualifying for the SCDRA. And night one, they do a little bit of like a combine the combine everything. So in qualifying. It was fastest was John Wyndham, second was Reed Christensen, third was Josh Atkins, fourth Payne Pickles, and fifth was Andrew Smith. And then let's go ahead and just jump over to Saturday. So that's about all they did, and then the other races had a little bit going on. Qualifying again, and second round qualifying, it ended up being, wait, this doesn't seem right. Okay, this does not seem right at all. But I remember that in qualifying, it was Andrew Smith again, I believe. Uh, my race pass would have a bunch of issues with like transponders being in the stands and just not picking up as many people. But uh, the top 11 that locked in, so pretty much the format, top 11 locked in, and then everybody else went to one of three B-mains, top three transfer out, all of those. And so I'm going to go over those. The, the guys transferred out of the Bs were Brand Dalton, Jerry Gibson Jr., and Chris Van Osdell. And B2 was Michael Trotter, Bruce Demon from Lexington, South Carolina. Hell yeah. And third was Gary Watson. 
And in the third one, it was Michael Crouch from Casey, South Carolina. Casey's literally right across the train tracks. I didn't even know that. And then Jacob Bright from my hometown. I grew up in Forsyth. I didn't know these guys from these towns. Uh, so I got to get a hold of these people. But Justin Stevens from Guyton, Georgia. He was the third transfer. And then in the A feature, 24 cars. And I believe they had 2019. They had about 17, 18 running at the end. It was a very clean race, uh, not really too many incidents. This was the first official SEDRA event since they banned the rearview mirrors and uh, having the uh, fault rule, the no fault rule. And it didn't really have to get used that much. Uh, they're teaching, uh, trying to tell people to race with a lot of respect and things like that during the driver's meeting. And they're really struggling and wanting to put on a good, respectful show. And they've done two races in a row, and i got to give it to them. And, of course, today's guest winning the main event was John Wyndham in a great battle with Smith. He was just ripping that high line the entire race and was able to end up getting past Andrew before a late race restart. Uh, Andrew was just bottom feeding catfishing, and then when it came to that last seven, eight lap to go run, he ended up going up high to try to get the get a run on, but just uh, just couldn't get him. And great for John, great for that team. They needed that; they really did. But uh, run through, I'll uh, just run through the top ten. Second, Andrew Smith. Third, Reed Christensen. Fourth, Wayne Reisner. Fifth, Billy the Driver Tidwell. Sixth, Brandon Dalton. Seventh, Walker Wyndham. Eighth, Joey Kelly. Ninth, Jacob Bright. And tenth, Michael Crouch. Good for those guys. Uh, shout out Billy Tedwell going 25th to 5th. Uh, he needed a provisional and made it. That fire. That was good. Uh, Billy's one hell of a driver. But, yeah, that is it for the SCDRA at the Rebel Yell. Like I said, their next race is going to be at Rome with the Ultimate Series. And speaking of Ultimate, they didn't have any race this past weekend, but they will be at Sumter running for 10000 to win on August 5th. So uh, about... Yeah, about a week and a half, two weeks, and be back at Sumter. The last winner there was Christian Thomas. I almost called him Landon for some reason. Christian Thomas, he won there. It was his first time ever to Sumter. Uh, people tried to tell me it wasn't his first time there, but uh, Ryan Williams and a bunch of people uh, confirmed that it was, and I thought I heard him say it himself about that. But uh, let's see if he's going to pull that 602 out and see if he can win again over the big boys. But I feel like there's going to be a good bit of cars there. I'm not too sure what else is running in the area. I know uh, Blue Ridge is running at Lancaster that same week. So uh, it kind of depends what people were on run, but I expect there to be more cars than last time because bigger money. Yeah, and that event at... Hmm. Okay, never mind. They didn't have the schedule updated on here for SCDRA. They still had August 18th and 19th as the Sizzler at Sumter, and I was so confused for SCDRA. But the Carolina Clash, they have still not been able to run a race in over almost almost three months. Their last race was April 29th at Halifax, and that was won by Dustin Mitchell, I believe. But they have had multiple rainouts at Fayetteville. They've had a rainout at Lawrence County and another track or two, but it's a really long time. It's really stunted the strong momentum. I really feel like that series had... Uh, the week before the last race they had, they had uh, both stream races on XR with a great win by Benji at Livonia and then Big Ben Watkins winning at Cherokee. They had a lot of good stuff going for them. I, I just thought the weather hasn't lined up with their schedule well and uh, hasn't worked out too great for them. But they're going to be back on August 4th. That is a Friday. They're going to be at Livonia. Uh, it's going to be a great show. I bet my boy Will Richards is going to be up in the booth. Uh 
with uh, with Huey calling a good show. And then to Cherokee Speedway, they had their Peach Festival race. And this upcoming weekend, they're going to be having the Open Wheel Madness. But before we get into that, let's go and give the Peach Race, Peach Festival race its due. And if you obviously, if you want a more detailed uh, overview of the entire weekend, Will Richard just uh, released his episode going over the whole weekend and previews of weekend. So if you want more details and uh, know more of what happened, go check out his podcast, Cherokee Chatter. But I'm just going to quickly go over the winners like I do every week. If you're new here, just what I do with Cherokee because I give Will or his respect and let him go over it more so I don't have to spend 20, mu- 20 minutes on one track. Uh, Justin Barber got the win at Renegade Sportsman. Street Stocks was Blake Mitley in the B12. 604s was Jeremy Steele, and that was a good practice for a bunch of those guys getting ready for the All-American late models that are coming in for twenty grand to win on August 12th, I believe. That's going to be a huge show. A lot of cars are going to be there. Thunder Bombers was Luke Clements. Mid-East Modifieds was Grayson Keaton. And, yeah, strong show for all those guys. And coming up this weekend with the Open Wheel Madness, uh, looking at this, there's only two divisions running fenders, which is pretty cool to me. Down south, you don't see that often. The USC, the USCS 360 Sprint Car Series is running for 2500 The 305s are running for 1000 UMP Modifieds are 2000 Mid-East 602 Modifieds are 1000 Renegade Sportsman 1000 And the Carolina Mini Late Models, back on the place your mama warned you about, running for 800 Stands 25, Pitts 40 and that's going to be uh, hot laps at 7.20, like usual they've been doing this year. And, yeah, uh, good for Cherokee. Uh, I've, they, I've, they've had a strong season to a certain degree uh, compared to what they feel like it's been the last couple of years. I'm happy for them. I really am. But speaking of a track that uh, finally was able to race again, East Lincoln, they had uh, about a month off. And then before that, they had like one or two races. And then before that, it was like a month of rainouts. Let me kind of get a synopsis of that. Yeah, so they had a backwards and enduro on the 15th and then ran out June 24th of the American Racer Mods and then they raced June 10th and 17th on the 3rd and then rained out May 27th and the 20th. Come more, another rain out. But yeah, on the 22nd, they had a huge Pro 4 shootout race. They were running for about 1800 to win. And we'll just go over that first. Jerry Oliver ended up taking the win, but Cody Verbos, our boy, he was coming to the white and shredded a right rear tire. Absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, I feel for him and that team. They're all great guys, and uh, I know he's going to get that get another get himself another big one soon. Give him another Halloween Havoc or a Fall Brawl, something soon. But I ended up being Dennis Kirk third and Everett Dunlap third. Two other names I know in here: Jennings Herman. Hard charge from 23rd to 7th, hell yeah. Uh, Richard Lyons, Cody fell back to 12th. Randy Powell, 14th. Dylan Warden, 15th. And yeah, it was a strong 27-car field. Uh, 26 started the main event. Uh, Renegades was won by Paul Visage, like always. Uh, no offense to Thunder Bombers was Bundy Stowe. Front wheel drive. They don't have it on here. But the Heat Race winners were Ray Tony and Brandon Bond, so good guess is one of those two. Uh, Powder Puff was won by Samantha White. Ella Sprints was Brady Ellum. I believe that was his first career win, if I am correct. Second was Dylan Thrower. Third was Johnny Bridges. And uh, fourth is our favorite name in racing, Zig Ziglar. P2 
Pure Stock V8 also didn't have the results on there, and the Dirt Mini Late Models was won by Chase Teague. And Carolina Speedway, they did not race this upcoming weekend, but they are going to be having the USCS Sprint Cars as part of their three-day weekend. Uh, Thursday, they're going to actually be at Traveler's Rest, which is weird to have them running on that day, but... Yeah, it's going to be USCS Sprint Cars, and I am not too sure. Let me check Mark Abernathy's Facebook to see if they have released any support divisions with them. Because I know Mark had to talk with Mark or whoever does all the playing in Carolina. They had to have a conversation with, uh, with the USCS to see what divisions are going to be running. Okay, sorry about that. They're going to be running their Super Sportsman, Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bombers, Pro Fours, Hornets, and Fort Outlaws. So it looks like it's a regular show besides like an Enduro uh, for them. So that's good. They get to have all their all their teams there. That's going to be gates open at 5, racing at 8. Uh, good for them. Go up to Gastonia and support the USCS the whole weekend if you want to. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be in town. Uh, I'm going to a concert and spend a weekend with my girlfriend. Uh, I want to do that sometimes. Uh, I've, been, I've been going hard the last month and a half, a couple months. And uh, I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill at the beach a little bit, go to a concert, just uh, have a good weekend with my girlfriend, and I'll be right back for Sumter on August 5th. And uh, and next week, I've already recorded the interview. We're going to be having Nick Dietz on from the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models. He's number 22. Uh, you probably see his, uh, his boy, Caleb Boatwright, post a bunch of stuff about him and keeping up with his races and doing a little bit of media for him. But, yeah, I appreciate John coming on. I appreciate everybody uh, with SEDRA and everybody subscribing, being awesome. Uh, a bunch of people coming up to me uh, saying to listen to the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is the final call for the Dumashon location t-shirts for 2023, the first run. Uh, if I sell them really quickly, I will order another run. But I will be closing pre-orders on Wednesday, July 26th. So message me on any of the Doomwitch pages through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's shit, if you got through, do it through TikTok. That's fine with me too. But yeah, uh, you can also do it on my personal pages, my Facebook, Evan McCrory, M C C R O R Y, Instagram, uh, Twitter, however way you can get a hold of me. Uh, do that if you are interested in getting a shirt. I will have a little bit extras uh, ordered, added on than what's already been confirmed or paid for by uh, some people. And if you do want to pay for your shirt. Uh, you can find my Venmo, Cash App, ask me for it, whatever, however you want to pay it. You see me, next time you see me in person, I'm able to give it to you. That's good with me too. But I uh, always appreciate you guys coming on and uh, hanging with me for a while while I tell you guys some stuff happening in the Carolinas. And if you're new to the show, uh, I appreciate you listening. Give me a chance. And, yeah, if anybody wants to come on, sponsor the show a little bit, uh, I would always appreciate that too, be able to promote your business or just what anybody has going on. And yeah, I will see you guys next week. Have a great one. Don't forget to follow Doomwitch on Dirt on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Have a great week.